Welcome to Dr. Suzanne Howard's audio play. Thank you for downloading and I pray you are truly blessed. To get more information on Dr. Suzanne Howard's ministry, feel free to visit www.suzannemhoward.com. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Good evening. Good evening. Let's see who's coming in tonight. I've been practicing more things, so please give me a thumbs up if you can hear me. Give me a thumbs up if you can hear me. out of all of that. Thumbs up. All right, good. All right, come on in. We're up to 69. We're moving. Good evening. stay up but it's better than uh looking at the crazy stuff that's on the news today (laughs) 
Gotta go to screensaver. All right, welcome. Good evening, Gisela, Elder Manny. Marissa says, I'm ready. Let me post you up there too, next to you, Zoverly. Good evening, Anna. Good evening, Carmen Sanchez, Minister Carmen. Good evening, Natasha Moore. Karen Jamison, good evening. Rosalind, good evening. Balance, living in excellence, welcome. Good evening, Alan. Alan said, let's go. I expect the numbers to be down tonight because of the broadcast that I sent out earlier. Did everyone get the broadcast? A broadcast is an electronic communication and you would get it either by email and it would come through as a chat message and email, or you would get it as a SMS message if we have your cell phone number posted in your Wix account. All right. A-Rod is ready. Ashley is ready. Minister Tasha is ready. Diana's ready. Yes. Phew. John Booker is ready. <laughs> Good evening, First Lady and Pastor Beverly Baker. Good evening, Madeline. Minister Yolanda, Minister Jerry. Good evening, Keisha. Prophet and our coach, Latanya, is ready. Clarissa, here she comes. Now, I've, I've sent out a warning, and the warning um, was kind of a side effect, if you will, for, for tonight's um, session, our group therapy session. You can probably consider it a, um, a warning, you know, like a, a side effect to something good or a side effect to something not so good. Tanil's ready. Mike Tate is ready. Chevelle is ready. Good evening, Latrice. Sophia, good. <laughs> Charlene, Pastor Carolyn, Carol, Tanil, very good. Minister Mike Tate, Chevelle, great, great, great. We're up there almost at 93. We're usually about 120. But that's all right. We've got some time here. And there may be some that got the broadcast and said, no way, not tonight. I'm not doing it. And we're going to pray for them. In the broadcast, I sent out a warning and I stated to uh, just be ready because tonight's lesson was going to be very personal. Tonight's lesson was going to be very personal. And uh, we're actually going to do one level, a layer of healing on tonight. We're going to do a layer of healing on tonight. I've decided that I'm going to do the second portion of it on Friday instead of tomorrow night, because I'd rather have y'all not having to go to work the next day in case some of y'all might feel a little jacked up. Absolutely. We can all follow the instructions 
of Profit and Coach Latanya Peterson. She said, if everyone could take a moment right now and hit like and share. There's 104 of us on all platforms and it looks like we only have like 32 comments or likes or hearts or whatever happening. So I sent out a broadcast and um, let's see if I can just look at it really quickly. I'll read it to you. Um, warning, tonight and tomorrow's detox may be very emotional. Be prepared. I would suggest that you get into a private place if you're in the house with other people. If you're in the house with others who are doing this detox with you, it would still be good if somebody goes in the bedroom, somebody goes in a living room, somebody goes in a bathroom, whatever space you have in your home, find a private place. Tissues might be necessary and that I've already prayed for you and I've already invited the Holy Spirit in. So everything's set up decent and in order. I just need everyone to gather themselves. We're going to talk for a couple minutes before we move in. So I want you to just take a moment and gather yourself. So I want you to take a deep breath in your nose and then out your mouth. Because I bet you some of y'all already have anxiety right now just from the message going out. Breathe in your nose, out your mouth. Good. Very good. We're going to work this out tonight. Have my tissues ready. Go ahead, Candace. All right. I see all the brothers giving each other a shout out. I love that. Mad respect. Good. Okay. Uh, let's see. What I need you to work on for Friday night, because I'm not going to do it tonight. So what I need you to work on for me for Friday night is I need you to find a picture of yourself um, probably as young as you can go. You can get an infant picture or when you started walking or somewhere in pre-adolescence um, or adolescence picture, if you have access to any of those. I'm not one of those people that are blessed that have many pictures of my childhood. So if you can find a picture by Friday, I want you to grab a picture of yourself. And the purpose of grabbing the picture is just to have a point of reflection. It's just to help you get a point of reflection as we're ministering to our inner core self. We're going to minister to our inner core self, which will include that little child in us. If the child is there, and I'm pretty sure it is, we're ministering to the inner core self, including the little child in us. So I'm asking you to get a picture for that reason. If you don't have any, don't worry about it. Um, your, your, your mind and the Holy Spirit is going to take you right where you need to go. But if you can, once again, grab a photo of yourself to have ready for Friday night's healing and deliverance that we're going to go into on Friday night. For tonight, I'm going to take you into a layer. I'm not going to take you in as deeply as I um as we are scheduled to go. I, I'm just not ready for that, especially on a Thursday night. All right. All righty. So please take a moment, everyone right now, if you can go and hit like. And then if you can go ahead and just share it on your page, it would certainly be a blessing. If everyone could hit like, if you like it, hit like. It's the least we can do, right? 
We're not on here asking for an offering every night. We're not in here giving you my cash app. Um, we're not up here asking you to send through PayPal. I'm not promising you a rose garden for $9.95. We're keeping it real, 100. I came here to do an assignment, fulfill a call, and all we're asking for is for you to hit a like and share. Maybe bless someone else's life. Amen. Thank you very much. The likes have just doubled from where they were. Still not equal to how many people are on right now. But I think we can work it out. Very, very good. All right. So let's see. Welcome YouTube family, Periscope family, and Facebook family. I know the majority still like to come on here through Facebook, and I respect that big time. Facebook is just so convenient and easy nowadays. I prefer YouTube. I think YouTube is um, more beneficial, and it kind of meets the purpose of why we're here. But Facebook is just so easy, and it's just so convenient nowadays. It's like the main platform, I think, next to Instagram. And by the way, we will have these up on Instagram probably either after the 15th day or either after the 30 days are up. If you will go on and follow me on Instagram, you will have a little trailer intro, and then we will go right into the teaching. If you know anything about Instagram TV, as they call it, you can give, I think, an under one minute clip. And then if you like it, you have to hit the banner underneath, and then it takes you into the rest of the video. Because we do that because, as I had stated, we are not done here as of January 31st. We are just beginning here, January 31st. I have been here with you the whole time, and I have been your support along the way. And a lot of what we do in counseling or advising is called GSH. The letters stand for Guided Self-Help. So what I'm going to prescribe, my prescription because I'm not going to give you Ativan or Vicodin or Valium. My prescription is going to be to you is to go over these videos. There'll be 30 of them. And I would like you to go over one a week so that you can take the time now after going through it with the group and after going through it with the, the leading of a counselor and a coach, you take one video a week for 30 weeks. We still have 30 weeks left in this year and go through the application, really think about it, really meditate on it, really focus on it and, and finish the work that we've had to do in 30 days by timeline. But I've been your guide and I will still be your guide because you have all the training, all the teaching available to you on YouTube until the end of YouTube days, it will be there for you. All right. So that's going to be your prescription to start as of February 1st, one video a week. 52 weeks in a year. So if you miss a week for vacation or because you were just busy, it was summertime, you know how we do, uh, you have a, another week to get it done. You get your journal out. You watch one video a week from YouTube and comment under the video and comment in your, your uh, journal. And if you end up sticking with us and staying with a coach, um, working with one of my coaches that are interning or working with myself, that is going to be part of your work with me is to make sure you watch one of these teachings a week and journal it and then bring your journal to our discussion. And then we will continue the work from there, which will be much more intense. So the work isn't over on January 31st. The work is beginning. 
because now you're going to be on your own and accountable. The weather will be almost breaking coming into March and, you know, doing your 30 days, your, your 30 minutes that you're going to do now for the rest of your life, right? You're going to build up even more so you can do more than 30 minutes a day. And you're going to have something to continue your love walk on because you have to love yourself. I'm demanding it. I'm commanding it. I'm going to follow you through. I'm going to come on here minimum once a week. I'll probably have time again to get the pre-recorded solutions in the morning up where I give you like one nugget a day and we can keep the nugget being about self-love, just giving some of the, the highlighted takeaways from each program night. And I'll just give you a nugget in the mornings. I'm usually almost before eight o'clock when most people are before they're walking in their jobs, you'll get a nugget just to have in your spirit. And then once a week, we'll have something new where God is doing it. <laughs> there she goes. Beverly Vaughn, God bless you. I love you. Apostolic <laughs> evangelist to the globe. All right. So that's a little bit about what we're doing starting from February through December. And what we're going to be doing tonight, I want to welcome you all on. Thank you. And welcome, Donald Parker. He's thanking someone for sharing. See? See how important it is to share? Someone shared and a young man is on here saying, thank you for sharing. That's wonderful. Very good, Sylvia. I see you putting the instructions up. Awesome. Very good. All right. We're up to um, our numbers now. So I think everyone's home and in the best seat in the house. I recommended that most of us get into a private place because tonight it's going to be a bit of a healing session on tonight. Tomorrow night was supposed to be the second half of it, but I've decided that I'm going to uh, interject tomorrow night a little bit more on what happened tonight, explaining it a little bit further. And we will finish the second half of our healing on Friday night because most of you, not all, but most of you, uh, we'll have Saturday off or at least able to relax a little bit more on Friday night. So I don't want to be responsible for you crying and I'm not, I can't pull myself together. I need to speak to one of my coaches. You know, you just don't know where people are going to end up. If you do it right, you're going to end up in a very healthy place, but you're also going to end up in a place where you know that this is going to take me more than 30 days. The 30 days steered it up. The 30 days gave me a self-awareness. The 30 days uh, showed me where I was really slacking and lacking regarding myself. I've shepherded many. I've mothered many. I've auntied many. I've friended many. I wifed one, <laughs> right? Or I husbanded one. I need to do this for myself. One of the signs of really loving yourself is taking care of your physical body, your spiritual man, and your soul which is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Because remember on last night, again, I'm repeating that your soul, your essential self, your core self, the self of you is the seat of your emotions. And out of your emotion comes your appetite, your attitudes, lust comes from there, good and bad lust, appetites for things. So a lot of us, when we go through healing like this or these 30 days, some people, um, when I first started, I remember getting an amazing testimony. People were throwing up at night or um, their body was excreting out because there were things that they were holding on to, energies, spirit, whatever you're most familiar or studied about, that you're able to term them. And it br brought about a cleansing to your body. Um, your palate can change when you desire uh, more tasteful foods because a healing has come and you didn't realize that through stress. 
uh, nicotine, recreational drugs that you killed a lot of your taste buds that, that are in your on your tongue in the back. Um, your your mind is more opened and your soul has become a little more clearer. So you have more desires for things of color and you want to start exploring and doing things and reading and you know all these wonderful things. If you subscribe to my magazine, Start Healthy, the next subscription should be coming out in the next two weeks. By the way, it is very, very late. The magazine company and I had it out, but they were under the impression to hold the magazine until they finished my logo. And that was never the purpose. The logo should have never held up the magazine. The logo was set for the next subscription. That's why I was working on it. But someone with a dear kind heart decided to hold the magazine from print so that they can put the updated logo on it. So we had a few um, professionally wise business words and um, you should be getting it. I know a lot of you have subscribed. If you subscribe before the cutoff, you should be getting it in the next few weeks. But you will see on all the order forms that you completed on the Wix app, you, uh, we will be going in there. Once we get word that they have hit the mail, we will go in and hit fulfilled, fulfilled, fulfilled. So you would know to start looking for them in your mailbox from the next week from the time we hit fulfillment. All right. I just want to let you know. So you don't think that we are taking your money. I know some people are on a two month, $2 payment plan a month and I see it coming out. And I want you to think that we're keeping your money. Um, those, some of y'all paid the $24 for the year straight up. And they want you to think we were keeping your money. This is a separate company that handles this from me. Um, but it should be going out from their office in a couple of weeks. And then you will get a notification saying fulfilled. And you will also uh, know that you can start looking for it in a week from that time in your mailboxes. Um, someone is asking, how do I get a copy? Dawn, if you go on to www.suzannemhoward.com, thank you, uh, Coach Maria, you can um, go under, I think it said store, and you'll see the little shopping cart there, a the little shopping bag. If you go to store, you'll see subscriptions. You can hit the subscriptions. You can pay $2 a month until you don't want it anymore or a flat $24 a year. And you'll get, I believe, minimum four to six subscriptions. I think they're doing six this year. Uh, and it's very informative. And I brought that up because one of the things that you should also work on, if we really love ourselves, we will love our mind, our body, our soul. And we will love our, um, I said our body, which is our physical self. But we will begin to start taking care of ourselves. If you really love yourself on the inside, it does reflect on the outside. And in the magazine, it was asking for you to do a book club. And there was a little tear out card in the last one. And you were to write down all the books that you read in a year. And I have the um, blessed, fortunate opportunity that I do a lot of reading because I'm in class. I'm uh, doing life coaching and I'm a pastor full time. And I've been pastoring about 14 years now. I've been full time for probably 10 years so I have to constantly educate myself and stay ahead of my congregation. My congregations are getting bachelor's degrees, master's degrees, they're getting life experiences. And what good is the leader if the pews have out educated themselves from the pulpit? So we have to give the people a challenge in their spirit and in their intellectual capacities. So I'm always reading, always studying, always learning. I read a minimum one book a month, minimum. To be honest, it's probably three for all three of my vocations. I share that with you, not to make it about me, but to encourage you to feed your mind, 
Feed your mind. Books are a way of escape. You will learn so much from books that you would just be amazed at what you thought you knew. The creativity that it steers up spiritually for us as believers. When you read a book, let's just say you are really interested in the prophetic. Do you know when you read a book about prophecy, God begins to give you prophecies, gives you dreams and visions, and he shows you things. He takes you on journeys just by feeding your spirit that material. He begins to see that he can now trust you with some instructions or some mysteries regarding because you're feeding yourself for for an average person. Opening a book is a journey. It's an escape. It's a it's a. Um, an adventure, but for a believer who's filled with the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, it's like keys. When you read about it, he unlock, unlocks that part in you. That's why we have to be very careful with what we listen to, what we read, what we submit to, what we watch. We have to be very, very careful. So open up the last magazine subscription. You'll see the tear out card in there. I don't have it in front of me, but in the tear out card, it asks you to be accountable this year to read some books. So read some books this year. Even if you start with some 15 page books, some eBooks online, read them, mark them off, feed your mind, take care of your body. Remember this soul detox isn't just about the soul. We are walking because we have studied and realized that are the neurons in our brain can be regenerated and renewed. And by walking and exercising, it does great things to the neuroplasticity of our brains. And they're saying the more people get out and exercise and get in the natural vitamin D sunlight, it decreases chances of dementia. It decreases chances of Alzheimer's. Get out and walk. I know we like those stuffy, smelly gyms, no disrespect to anybody, but I like the Lord's gym. Get out and get some of that holy vitamin D, that divine vitamin D from the sun. Even on cold days, the sun is still out. Get that healthy vitamin D, what it does to your eyes, the message that it sends to your brains, renew your mind, get out and enjoy the world that God has given us. Amen. Amen. Let me go ahead and plug you up there. Beverly Vaughn. Amen. Today was beautiful. I walked. I walked after it was cold and it was dark out here. My hands were freezing, but we went out and walked anyway. And, um, you know, it is what it is. We're just going to get it done because we love ourselves enough to do that. Because I'd certainly walk to the, to the store for a Hershey bar with almonds and I would walk for a Pepsi, especially a nice cold, cold one. I'd walk and I'd probably have a whole attitude doing it. I remember there was a time I would have walked for a cigarette. I would have stood outside 15, 20 minutes to smoke a cigarette. And now I won't even walk to save my own life for my own health. Amen. So that's my little plug in here for tonight. And um, I want you all to check the website out again. The last time I'm going to say it tonight, www.suzannemhoward.com. You can email me with any questions at info, I-N-F-O, at suzannemhoward.com. All righty, let's talk tonight. Last night, we talked about that unconditional love. Woohoo! Unconditional love. Remember last night? Let me go back over it a little bit. We talked about the sources where our love and our support should come from. And let me see if anybody remembers. I want you to put them up if you remember any. One, two, three, four significant places where 
we should get our love from, sources of love for us. Four places. Let's talk. I know. I know. Thank you for being honest, Marissa. I had a young lady that I talked to yesterday and um, I said, to her, I haven't noticed that you are on, you know, and I got a nice message. I got in the, uh, the phone blast for the apostles house, asking them if I was still their spiritual leader. Did they believe that God had called me to be their spiritual leader? Because I don't see you on at night. And if you don't believe that I'm your spiritual leader and that God is still talking to me about what's best for you, then we should probably have a meeting. And if you're not interested in having that meeting, then you should be on here at night. Because if you're going to submit to me as your senior leader, then you have to believe that what God has given me is for you. And I met with a young lady like many of us when we're scared or neutral or maybe a little apprehensive or even angry. She said, I'm not on because the, the information is very good. Don't get me wrong. The information is very good, um, but it just doesn't pertain to me. You know, I, ju I just don't find myself in it. Oh, oh, really? Oh, OK. So we talked and talked and talked. <clears throat> and um, before we were done talking, uh, a whole bunch of this stuff that we're teaching came up out of her. And she came to the realization that she's just numb regarding her life. Numb. That nothing that she's been hearing, singing, or teaching, um, hearing, speaking, or teaching has even made her even connect to it until it was in her face at the table when she realized this stuff is for me. And I've really got a lot of things in my mind that I need to start listening to and that are going on. And it was just what this young lady just a second ago had shared. I got a text from that same woman that this morning and she said to me, I realized I'm scared. Can anybody, that's right, Miss Mary's place. Can anybody connect with someone who feels scared, scared to go to this place in the soul, the place that many of us don't believe exists? that we don't want to uh, even give any kind of life to, you know, let us just be saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, and let's forget about our soul. Even though before God uh, gave us the Holy Spirit to indwell in us, he breathed the breath of life in us and we became a living soul. That was the thing that makes us all equal is our soul. So we have to take care of our soul. We have to educate it. We have to feed it. We have to give it water. We have to give it ear. We have to give it life. We have to take care of our physical body. We have to take care of our mind. We've got to take care of our soul. You've got to read, educate yourself. I don't care if it's just a comic book. Do something in there to ca cause those neurons to regenerate so we can get this neuroplasticity to work for us where we're not having dementia and all these other illnesses. We've got to take care of the holistic side of our humanity. We're not just spirit beings. God gave us the whole holistic package. So I see the yeses going up. Others can definitely, I see hands going up where we can definitely come into agreement that, you know, sometimes we don't hear what we need to hear because of fear. Sometimes we don't feel what we need to feel because of fear. Sometimes we don't sense what we need to sense because of fear. So we're spending these 30 days conquering a lot of these fears. So I want to congratulate you all for your submission and your discipline to this. You are doing it. You are doing it. Some of you are young. God bless you. Some of you are middle-aged. God bless you. Some of you are older and it's a lot harder the older you get 
to want to put the time and energy in to do something about your life, especially your personal life, maybe your career life, your business life, your professional life, your dating life, maybe even your educational life. But my personal life, I'm just going to leave that little thing in the corner, a real mess. And I'm just going to put a dress and some lipstick on it from time to time because that's just too deep for me and I don't want to deal with it. So I commend you if you're in your, if you're below your twenties, if you're in your twenties, your thirties, your forties, but if you're 50 and older, God bless you because it takes a lot to be able to care for yourself and be willing to be vulnerable and ask the Holy spirit to come in through this guided self-help of this apostle and many other coaches who are being trained because once they're getting it, they want to go out and help others. So I truly commend you for that. So I see Cheryl Johnson Wright has definitely posted the four places that we are supposed to get our love from, our sources of love, divine love, which is from God, our parents, self, and others. Those are definitely the four sources of love. If you're depending on everyone else except the love you have for yourself, that is others' esteem, not self-esteem. That's others' love, not self-love. You have to get this self-love down. You can, you can tell people who don't have it and you will be able to notice it even more after this, you know? So just be aware that your eyes have been opened already in these, what are we on? 12 days. We've got 18 days left. We're really at the scales are really like teetering for us now. So let's move in here. I talked enough to get you calm and relaxed. I wish I had thrown a jokey joke in there to really get you relaxed, but we're going to go ahead. We're going to breathe in our nose. Come on, believers. Ooh, he breathed the breath into man and he became a living soul. Blow it out. Very good. All right, let's go. Find love and heal the core self. Find love and heal the core self. This is an anonymous quote. If you didn't have loving parents, then you had better learn to be a loving parent to yourself. That's the story of a lot of people, especially those in church. So we really have to uh, learn this so we can minister to other people. You know how long we've been in church and we don't even know how to minister to people? You, we're converting minds. That's what the job is. But we're not converting minds. When you convert a mind, the heart will follow. The church's job is to convert minds. And we haven't been converting anything. We've been doing all this emotional stuff and getting emotional stuff back in return. We have to convert minds and that's not easy work. That is not easy work. Um, the reparenting is going to be on February 20th. If you're interested, check out our website or the Wix app and you can get all your information about that. Thank you very much for inquiring. Thank you. Life is not about pedestals and power. Life is about love. As Mother Teresa said, each person has been created to love and be loved. It is love that really heals, not so much the intellect, although the cognition supports the process. That's good. It is love that really heals, not so much the intellect, although the intellect, your brain, the cognition supports the process. In a sense, love is the foundation of effective stress management because it is the foundation of mental health 
and self-esteem. Stress management is really about managing life. Stress management is really about managing life. Stress management is really about managing life. But the foundation of mental health and self-esteem is love. So we're not talking tonight about stress management. Although when you have a fountain of love for yourself, the stress in your life is handled and even looked at in a completely different way. It offers skills to help one cope in the present, but it largely ignores the power of healing the past so that we can enjoy the present studies. And there were two great psychologists, yep, Penn and Baker in 1997 and Borkovec in 1983, who studied this in-depthly, and their teachings have shown that writing about one's past and present worries greatly improves the mood and the immune system. Look at this. This is all Bible to me. When I read these books, I don't care even if they're an atheist. I see Bible. I see scripture. They just aren't aware of it. Let me read it again. Writing about one's past and present worries greatly improves the mood and the immune system. When you write about your past and your present worries, it greatly improves the mood and your immune system. Come on. We're going to have a whole night here on journaling. Why we don't like journaling and why we've made it feminine and why we left it to poets and why we left it to the young people. Journaling, we're learning just this one tidbit on tonight that writing your past and present worries not only greatly improves your mood, but it also improves your immune system. Powerful. There are various theories advanced to explain these results. Some think that putting pent-up worries or traumas on paper actually releases and discharges them, providing great relief. Some think that in writing about such concerns, people gain distance from the issues, objectivity, perspective, and sometimes solutions or solutions as we do it here. Personally, I think that there is another reason to add to it. Writing about feelings acknowledge and honors those feelings. How many times have you told people you shouldn't feel that way? But you do. You shouldn't think that way. But I am. You should let that go. I want to, but I don't know how. You should be over that by now. I can't. Well, here's an answer for you. Writing about feelings acknowledges and honors those feelings. Those feelings, they want to be acknowledged and they want to be honored. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what anybody thinks about it or anyone else feels about it. They're your feelings and they're, they're producing a lot of wicked thoughts in your mind. So if you can go ahead and acknowledge, yes, I feel like this and honor those feelings, which are typically disowned in shame-based people, Shame-based people are people who feel bad to the core. Shame-based people 
feel bad to the core. Writing about your feelings is a way of loving yourself. Look at this. Writing about your feelings is a way of loving yourself. What does love have to do with it? I'm glad you asked because you're acknowledging how you feel. And you're not going to let another person tell you how you shouldn't feel or how far you should have been over this by now. How can you be over something that you've never acknowledged? Or why is that so big to you? You and I both went through it. I don't handle it like you. You should be blessed and happy then. But in these shoes here, I'm hurt. I'm stuck. I need to honor these feelings so that I can move past these feelings. I'm glad that we both had the same thing happen to us in a childhood. And for some way, what's in your brain was able to process it easier and move forward. I don't have that fortune. So because we are chemically different, I don't need you telling me what I shouldn't feel when I'm feeling it, what I shouldn't think when I'm thinking it. I need to honor these things and I need to acknowledge them. So I'm going to start with journaling. I'm going to start with being honest to myself because this is the first step in loving myself is honoring myself. And then I'm going to find someone to talk to. I'm either going to find a coach or I'm going to go and get into some psychotherapy and I'm going to learn how to handle these feelings so that they're not going to keep me stuck any longer. Honor and acknowledge what you feel. It's not weakness. That's hard work. People who choose to smoke and drink and pill up, that's a weakness because you're not facing what you need to face. But when you go into the brave code of the unknown, as dark as the soul is, you, my people, are brave and very strong. Love heals the child within us. There is within each of us light, a core of peace, wholeness, joy, goodness, innate worth, and feelings that are good and that make us all human. Good. I'm putting that up there. I like your whoo, Mary's place. Did I miss you? Oh, I did miss her. It went up too fast. I'm putting that one up there. That's a good one. Let me sit up because people like to see my mouth over this banner. So there's light within each of us, a core of peace, wholeness, goodness, joy, innate worth, and feelings that are good and that make us human. This core being is sometimes metaphorically called the inner child. Here we go. We're moving in now. We're approaching the porch. The core, peace, wholeness, joy, goodness, innate worth, and feelings that are good and that make us all human. This core being is sometimes metaphorically called the inner child. The inner child possesses in embryo every attribute it needs, plus the inborn tendency to grow and polish the rough edges. Stay with me. With time, however, we usually, to one degree or another, separate or split from the inner child. Separate or split from the inner child. We understand this process well. Come on, breathe in. 
Breathe out with me. We understand this process of separating from our inner child well. This comes from abuse, abandonment, criticisms, and or neglect. Interact with personal fallibilities and choices leading people to conclude that they are defective and flawed as individuals. Let me go back. With time, however, we usually, to one degree or another, separate or split from the inner child. We understand this process well. Abuse, abandonment, criticism, and or neglect, interact with personal fallibilities and choices, leading people to conclude that they are defective and flawed as individuals. They don't believe that they make mistakes, but instead that they are the mistake. Bad at the core. The reason the core inner child becomes covered, rejected, disowned, split off, or separated. Those suffering from abuse, abandonment, criticisms, neglect, interact with personal fallibilities and choices, leading people to conclude that they are defective and flawed at their core. They don't believe that they make mistakes, but instead they are the mistakes. Bad at the core. Thus, the core inner child becomes covered. You begin rejecting yourself, disowned, split off, and even separated. This is the root of self-dislike and shame-based behaviors. I need you to write it down. This is the root of self-dislike and shame-based behaviors. This is the root. What is the root to your dislike? This is the root of self-dislike and shame-based behaviors. Y'all all right? Y'all still with me? When I don't see the post going up, I know that we're, maybe we're breathing in and breathing out. <clears throat> I want you to write that down. There you go. Thank you, Minister Jerry, so I can post that. This is the root of self-dislike and shame-based behavior that are common to so many stress-related dysfunctions. The truth, however, is that the inner child, though battered, covered, and split off, survives intact. Do y'all hear me? Hallelujah. This is the root of self-dislike and shame-based behaviors that are common to so many stress-related dysfunctions. 
The truth, however, is that the inner child, though battered, covered, and split off, survives intact. And you need to know that. Through all of that, your inner child has survived intact. The child you once were, you still are, according to Lehman and Carlson in her document from 1989. Our goal as humans is to achieve the healing, integration, wholeness, and reunion of our present consciousness with our inner core of light, their meaning self. The cure, quite simply, is love. Is love, the core, the healing. The cure is love. We, we always throw those messages around. It just, we relate them so that the weak churches preach the love messages and, you know, all that love stuff and, you know, all that stuff right there. I, I, I don't know about all that stuff. That is the foundation. God is love. So everything else has to be built off of and from that. Love covers a multitude. What is love? We went through what love is. Remember that the other night? That was powerful just to go through and know what love is. A lot of people said, I didn't even think of love like that. How about just this for a flashback? Love is a skill. Do you remember that a couple nights ago? Let me go on. The cure, quite simply, is love. We may not call it love in the helping professions, but it is love. Helping profession is any professional position that's helping people, whether you're a psychiatrist, a psychologist, a psychotherapist, a counselor, a, a drug counselor, a life coach, a social worker, uh, a school teacher, a nurse, a pastor, a minister, you are in a helping profession. And this is the cure to the dark soul, the broken soul, the, the abused soul, the traumatized soul. It is love. We may not call it love in the helping professions, but it is love. Love heals and provides the foundation for growth. Although the adult operates logically, you may have to write this one down if you catch it on replay or whichever your choice is. That's right, you are in a helping profession. You better believe it. Although the adult operates logically, although the adult operates logically, the core inner child hungers for love and continues to cry out until that hunger is touched. Although the adult operates logically, the core inner child hungers for love and continues to cry out until that hunger is reached. Adults understand this process well. In one of my stress classes that I teach, we discuss parenting styles as they relate to stress. I'll ask if any of the students had perfect parents. After a little laughter, I'll ask if anyone had parents who were reasonably close to perfection. 
Among those who respond, there is usually a look of joy on their faces as they relate how feelings were expressed and respected and how time and affection were freely given. Typically, these students are doing well in school and life, and they are not neurotically driven individuals. That's heavy. Might have to swallow on that one. You might not even want to breathe. If you consider yourself raised by parents who are balancing the scales of dysfunction and function, because that's all of us. And we kind of, if you kind of landed in the middle of that, some of the proof of that is, is that you functioned well in school and fairly well in life, fairly well to well in life. Those who did not have that emotional support, the love, who weren't given the affection, who weren't freely given the respect to talk and to share and to communicate and have conversations. Those grew up as adults who are more neurotically driven individuals. By contrast, those who need, those whose need for love, I posted this tonight, for those whose need for love has not yet been touched are more likely to experience insecurities, joylessness, striving, social neediness, anger, and status concerns. Yes, I will read it again. Typically, the students who said they felt they were raised by parents who fell in the criteria where they were able to relate their feelings where they were able to express themselves. They were, they were respected by their parents, but still governed by their disciplines and had time and affections from those parents. That's emotionally as well. Typically these individuals are do, did well in school and are doing well in life. But for those who did not have that end up being more on the end of neurotically driven adults. By contrast, those whose need for love has still not yet been touched, no matter what your age is, are far more likely to experience insecurity, joyless, striving, social neediness, anger, and status concern. That is correct, G Money Man. What an interesting name. I'm going to have to look you up because <laughs> you're talking some intellectual stuff and your name is very fancy. Those whose need for love has not yet been touched. And we're talking about since childhood. There you go, Karen. I was waiting for you last night. Are more likely to experience insecurity. How are y'all doing with insecurity? Joyless. Do you have moments that are less than they need to be of having joy, experience pure joy in your life? Striving. Are you always striving to outdo, always striving to survive, always striving to show up? Everything is a strive for you. 
How about social neediness? I don't feel like I'm connected. They don't love me. I don't fit in. Or everywhere you go, you got to fit into something that's already going on. You're not going for the spiritual connection. You're not going for the word. You're not going um, to grow in God. You don't fit in particular cliques. So that social neediness is not being fed. Therefore, you end up leaving and putting your life into patterns that end up being in cycles over and over and over again because of social neediness, anger, and status concern. Corrective experiences repair early wounds. I know that's a lot to write, but we're getting ready to go into the healing portion right now. And we've only really got five minutes left. So I'm probably going to take you over an hour again tonight, maybe by five after an hour, maybe about um, 65 minutes or so. Corrective experiences repair early wounds. The question is, can the adult heal the hole in the soul? The question is, can the adult heal the hole in the soul? If love was in short supply developmentally, if you found out that yours was in short supply as you were developing, can love, can the adult heal the hole in the soul? The answer is yes. Thanks be to God who causes us to triumph. One approach comes from literature about alcoholism and dysfunctional family life. This literature uses imagery that emphasizes effect coupled with reason. This literature uses imagery that emphasizes affect coupled with reason. Since many people had imperfect past, corrective experiences can settle the past so we can move ahead, according to Psychiatrist Alexander in his document in 1932. Below are the instructions to take your group therapy through for two corrective experiences adapted from the works of John Bradshaw, 1988, and PM 11, 1988. Number one. Now it sounds like that movie. Dun, 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 dun. What's that movie? It's some crime show. <laughs> I'm making you laugh because I'm about to take you down. Put your scuba diving gear on. Put your ear tanks on. Put your oxygen tank on the back. You're going to be fine. If you're not in a separate room, try to find a separate place. If you're not going to take it serious, stay where you are because it's not going to make a difference to you anyhow. Law and order. Did you hear it, Pastor D? Did you hear it? Corrective experience number one. Find and love the core self. Okay. You're going to have to follow my instructions. Now, the purpose of this five step exercise is to find and love your core self or your inner child. So I'm giving you the purpose of what we're going to do. I'm only doing one tonight. The other to me takes your breath away. So I'm going to save that for Friday. That'll be our Friday night. Happy hour. <laughs> we're going to have, uh, exorcisms, healing and deliverance on Friday night. <laughs> That's what we're going to call it. That's a happy hour to an apostle. Welcome. You got mail. The purpose of this five-step ex exercise is to find and love your core self 
or your inner child, whatever you want to relate it to. So let's go. First, I want you to write down the names of your most cherished friends and family members or loved ones. Write down the names of your most cherished friends, family members, loved ones, people you feel or felt good to be with, people who make or made you feel warm. They made you feel safe. You felt accepted and loved. I want you to write down these names and I want you to first identify any couples and then individuals. And you can include friends, colleagues, teachers, anyone who has made you feel in your life at any point good to be with. It made you feel warm. You were safe, accepted. You were loved. Maybe you wouldn't feel judged after you shared these things with them. And they can also include couples, individuals, including friends, colleagues, and teachers. Name the couples first, if there were any couple as examples in your life, and then name the individuals. And you can also do this again, the same for us, Ronnie Bonner, the same for us. And you can also do this again tomorrow night or tomorrow. Um, I don't usually recommend people miss time from work, but if you have the time, uh, this is a good time of the year to maybe take a half a day and just do this exercise at home. Just really breathe and focus your way through it. Think it through and just spend some, some time in self-care. I know you're going to get the, the manicure or the pedicure and the hair and all that stuff done, but this is the real self-care. <laughs> Write down the names of your most cherished friends family members or loved ones, people you feel or felt good to be with, people who make or made you feel warm, safe, accepted, and loved. First, identify the couples and then individuals. All right. Let's go to the second step. You may not even do it tonight, but you're going to feel some impact from it anyway. Number two, I want you to find a place to sit quietly and comfortably where you won't be disturbed for about 15 minutes. That's what I'm talking about, Cheryl Johnson. She said she already took vacation this week so she could focus. So this is a good night for you to start this. Find a place to sit quietly and comfortably where you won't be disturbed for about 15 minutes. Thank you. They're posting them. Number three, I want you to now take two very deep breaths, saying the word relax as you breathe out. Two very deep breaths, saying the word relax as you breathe out. Okay, let's breathe in. Relax. Breathe in. Relax. 
Fourth step. You're doing good. Imagine yourself as an infant. I want you to imagine yourself as an infant. You are surrounded by loving people. And I believe we are on this airway tonight too. By loving people. These can be the loving people you identified who are now in your mind or two warm, loving grown-ups. You can imagine parents if it brings you warmth and safety and security. You can even imagine parents as you would have liked your parents to have been for you. Fix your thoughts. They're warm. They're loving. They're non-judgmental. They're secure. You are an infant and they are around you. Happy thoughts. Think on these things. We're not meditating. We're not going to a higher being. So you're imagining these people around you or even reimagining how you wished your parents were. Perhaps you imagine composite figures of people you have known and loved who made you feel like somebody. Somebody who made you feel like a person of worth. All right. The name should be written down as best you can tonight. You can do this again on your own tomorrow. Find a place to sit quietly and comfortably where you won't be disturbed for at least 15 minutes. Take two deep, very deep breaths in your nose, back out your mouth, whisper in the word, relax. Now you are an infant and you are surrounded by loving, caring people. You are safe. You are secure. You are desired. They wanted you. They planned for you. They're excited for you. These are people of worth in your life. As an infant, you needed to hear the words that are getting ready to be said to you by these people that are surrounding you and are happy to be at your birth. Imagine yourself hearing these statements from each person. Here we go. Make sure you're relaxed. We're so glad you're here. Welcome to the world. Welcome to our family and home. We are so glad you're a boy. We are so glad you're a girl. We're so glad you're here. Welcome to our family and our home. You are beautiful. All of our children are beautiful. We want to be near you. We want to hold you and to love you. You're the infant. And these are the words that are first being spoken around you. Sometimes you'll feel joy and laughter. Sometimes sadness and pain and anger and worry. 
These feelings are all okay with us. We'll be here for you. We are your family. We will be here for you. We are mom and dad. What is this infant doing? We'll give you all the time you need and help you to get all your needs met. You were planned. We are glad you were born. We are glad you are here. You are such a beautiful baby. We're going to love you, provide for you, support you, and we won't ever leave you. We're going to nurture you, support you. We're going to raise you in a safe house. You'll have food, your own room. We're going to protect you. No one's going to hurt you. We're going to smile when we see you. Do you see our smiles? We're going to tuck you into bed. You were planned. You are loved. We are glad to have you home with us. We wanted you as a boy, just like you are. We are glad that you are a girl. We don't need you to be anything else. You did not disappoint us. We did not make a mistake when we had you. You are as beautiful as all the other children. You're going to be so smart when you grow up. We're going to specifically pick your name and we're going to pray a blessing over you and we're going to bless your future and you will prosper and you will have a happy, safe life. You will be married to someone who loves you because we planned for you. Your children will be blessed. We will always be here for you until our old age. Because you're family, you are home. We're glad you're here. We plan for you in this world. You are beautiful. You're as beautiful as all the other children. And we love to have you near us, to hold us, to love you. And even though life is going to bring some joys and laughters, some sadness and pain, some anger and worry, we have a support system here for you. And we will be here for you. You have our time and our support. And it's okay now to wander and separate, to explore and experiment. Because we won't leave you.
Imagine the speakers of these words cradling you, loving you, and gently gazing upon you with eyes of love as you respond to these feelings. Practice this imagery for two consecutive days before continuing on to the next corrective experience. Father, I thank you for each one that is on here with me tonight. I pray for a peace of mind, of peace of their heart to gel with yours tonight. I pray that, that they feel your hand massaging their heart, that they have a heart of flesh that is beating and feeling and loving, able to love and able to receive love. I pray for peace to be upon their government, upon their head, a peace that surpasses all understanding. I pray that the neurons that are firing in their brain now shows them love, unconditional love, support. I pray for the Holy Spirit to continue this healing and this wholeness from the crown of their head throughout the soles of their feet. I thank you, Holy Spirit, for ministering to us in our infant state of being. I thank you that we did not need any hypnotists or higher beings or positions in order for you to guide us by the Holy Spirit into healing and wholeness. I thank you that we receive this love tonight. I thank you that we know that this love is divine and it comes from you. I thank you that even though this may have not been our individual situations, I thank you because you healed a memory tonight. I thank you because I allowed the Holy Spirit to minister and react and gut up memories that was hurting me, that was causing me self-harm, that was causing me to reject myself and to even physically harm myself. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that we will have sweet sleep on tonight. And these words will minister to us throughout the night and throughout our days. And we will use this exercise as a ram in the bush to find a place to see these people, to get the imagery, because there's power in our minds. The Bible tells us to think on these things, things that are lovely and pure, holy, things that bring joy, things that are of a good report, things worthy of praise. We have a right to go to our memories, being guided by the Holy Spirit in this prayer of integration and asking you to heal us and to thank you for renewing our mind and our memories. We apply the blood of Jesus over each one tonight. We thank you for an anointing that is upon them to break every yoke. We thank you, Father, because there's power and there's healing in love. I thank you for each and every one that tuned in tonight. 
please find some time to practice this between tomorrow night or any time on Friday, because Friday night, we're going to go in to the lost inner child, and it's going to be a lot heavier and deeper than this. This is Christian base. It's not new age. It's what we learn at the Christian Counseling Association. I have done this in my office with individuals. I didn't have to lay hands, spit, yell at any demons. We just had to bring them to the memory and close the memory. It ended. It ended because you made it. You survived. So no matter what was done to you, no matter who left you, who hurt you, who violated you, who abandoned you, who lied on you, who accused you, who misunderstood you, who rejected you, you just have to go back to your inner self, your core, grab the inner child and pull them forward and say, look at our life now. We made it. It may not be but what I want it to be or where I'd like to be, but we're not where we used to be. You are not powerless. You are not violated. You are not abandoned. You are not a problem. You were not born. And everything that came from your birth was separation and fight and survival. You were wanted, you were loved, and you were planned for. I bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll see you tomorrow night at 8 p.m. As always, I wish above all things that you prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. God bless you. If you'd like to email me and share your reports tonight or tomorrow or anytime after this, we would love to hear them at info, I-N-F-O, at SuzanneMHoward.com, where we're taking you through integrated healing and deliverance prayers to erase and recharge the memory and to give you the thoughts that God thinks of you. God bless you and good night. Let it Dr. Suzanne Howard is happy to have shared this time with you. To get more information on solutions and personal development, coaching, and counseling of the soul, go to www.suzannemhoward.com. You can also find her on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Periscope. Thank you for tuning in with us.